0: Hello and welcome to the Unnamed Automotive Podcast. My name is Sammy Hajisad, and with me as always is my good friend and fellow automotive journalist, Benjamin Hunting. Say hi to the people, Ben, if you want to. Greetings, human listeners. Greetings to everyone. Uh, This week we've got a whole new special edition of the Unnamed Automotive Podcast where we talk about the brand new and newly revealed Cadillac. CT4V Blackwing and CT5V Blackwing. That's the whole name of both of these cars, right? That's right, because we've actually both already driven the
1: CT4V and CT5V. And these are, those vehicles were what you would call V Light, I guess, where um, Cadillac's trying to have the, they're trying to match BMW with its M340 and the Mercedes AMG C43, I guess. And and then they're trying to go past that and, you know, take on the full M and the full AMG with the Blackwing car. So that's a bit confusing. We've covered that in the past.
0: We've we've covered how confusing this is and how poor this nomenclature and and description is because in the past, the V lineup was super fast, super badass, um, really track-oriented and really – Awesome. Like they really left a strong impression.
1: There was V Sport, which was what V kind of is now. It's like a middle term where you get a lot of performance gear and the cars are fun to drive, but they're not exactly hardcore track vehicles. But all of that for, for Blackwing, we're really kind of back to full bore V. We're back to a world where these cars are intended to be put into, you know, a road course situation and where they have really scary levels of power, Sammy. Yeah. And, um, but let's... what I, what I want to ask you, though, is uh, all that stuff you were just saying about how, you know, Cadillac's V-Series has become kind of a confusing morass of branding. Uh, they need to dig themselves out of that. Do you think that where do you think they need to go with Blackwing to make that happen? And And are these like what what is the ultimate Cadillac V-Series car mean to you? And what does it mean to people who are looking to spend serious money on a very, very fast sedan?
0: Okay, um, if you had asked me this before, I knew everything about these new Black Wings, I would say all sorts of things. But I actually think they got pretty close to the mark. If you were to ask me what an enthusiast-level Cadillac CT4 or CT5V would be, they would need to have a manual transmission. They would need to have um, more, a significant amount more horsepower than whatever is offered in the CT4 and CT5V. Um, and they need to be capable on the track. So I would imagine... That means light weight, mainly because if you have a very heavy car on the track, you end up spending a lot of money on tires and brakes, not to mention fuel. Um, and those vehicles can be a bit of a handful to kind of rein in after you pick up all the speed, right? Well,
1: you know, it's uh, for for people who are listening to this this bonus episode. The reason we're doing this is because um, we attended. A, a I guess a pre-briefing or a presentation from Cadillac about Blackwing and uh, we weren't able to get that onto our show that aired yesterday so we wanted to talk about it while it was still news while it was still interesting and a big part of the reason why we wanted to talk about it is because both of us think that Cadillac has kind of hit this out of the park in terms of meeting expectations for what Blackwing should be um, but again one final thing about Blackwing, this name has been applied in the past to a specific motor that was in the Cadillac CT6V. Um, It was a 32-valve twin-turbo. I I can't remember the displacement of it. I want to say 3-liter V8. That that seems small to me. But in in any case, maybe a 4.2. In any case, that engine is gone. It's not involved in any of the two blackwing cars that are coming out sammy we have two totally different engines one of them is an absolute hammer and the other one is an evolution of a motor we've seen in the past so which car do you want to start with for first the ct4 blackwing or the ct ct4 v blackwing i can't even get it right or the ct5 v blackwing
0: i think we should start small and work our way up so i think we should start with the ct4 v blackwing which features a 3.6 liter twin turbo v6 which makes 472 horsepower and 445 pounds feet of torque. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Ben, I don't love those numbers. What do you not like about them? In the past, the 3.6 liter turbocharged V6 has made 420 horsepower. I know that's not what it makes now, but in the past, I think a CTS V Sport was a 400 horsepower car. 472 horsepower doesn't sound like a whole lot more, especially for something that's going to be, like, the ultimate. But then when I start thinking past the motor and start thinking about the size of the CT4V, which is roughly, I would say, like, CLA, maybe um, RF3 size, which is to say it's a fairly small sedan – that much power does seem like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned those cars <clears throat> because
1: Cadillac specifically is positioning the C T four V Blackwing against the CLA forty five, the M two and the RS three. Those those are the vehicles they identified as bogeys. And um the the you're right to mention that this is an evolutionary engine design for cadillac they made some changes to it uh, specifically they reduced induction restrictions so it breathes a little bit better it has a completely custom exhaust compared to what you would have had on the atsv which is a car that shared this motor or an early version of this motor and it'll, it it makes sense right That like different cars would have different exhausts so it's it, yeah. it's it's a bit of a a, a game a, a game with words there um but It is small, and that is a ton of power. And what's interesting about it is it's rear-wheel drive only, which is the CT4V, the regular one, has all-wheel drive as an option and it's also uh, has an automatic transmission but what for this vehicle the Cadillac decided to go six-speed manual plus rear-wheel drive and the reason for that was they didn't feel that all-wheel drive added anything in a track environment and in fact the extra weight was something they didn't want so it's a clear differentiation between this and the regular ct4v i think at least in terms of philosophy
0: I'm so interested in seeing how the market reacts to this rear wheel drive only performance vehicle, because as you, as you know, um, other performance vehicles like the AMGs and the, even some of the M vehicles have been going pretty hard with all wheel drive. And I think the sales numbers have reflected that people seem to like that. Well, you you
1: know, they're making a 10 speed auto as an, as an, as an option for the vehicle, if you want it, but all wheel drive completely out of the picture. And it, it's interesting that Cadillac has taken that stance the you know i think about the M2 which is another vehicle where you can't get all wheel drive right you can get an all wheel drive version of the 2 series but not if you want the M2 and i think that was done very specifically uh, i don't think we'll see an all wheel drive M2 in the next generation like even though we're you know we're getting an all wheel drive M4 and M3 so um Cadillac's decision to kind of stick with what they feel is a pure track experience, it's definitely going to cost them buyers, but I don't think that the Black Wings are going to be volume vehicles to begin with.
0: I think it's really important that you brought up the M2, which is a, very, a personal favorite of mine, but um, I don't know if there's even a future for a rear-wheel drive M2. As I think you've talked about in the past, they're the 2 Series is now going to some uh, front-wheel drive-based platform. No, I think Who knows a, if the I, M Series will follow that?
1: No, I don't think that the coupe will, will move to that platform. I don't think you could put a realistically – I don't think realistically you could put a good-looking coupe on that mini platform. I don't <laughs> think that, No, but it, just the wheelbase and engine placement and I think the hood would be really stubby. I just don't think it would work.
0: Well, what I mean to say is I think the coupe is done. Oh,
1: you mean like no more coupe at all?
0: Yeah, M2 coupe done. M2 wow. uh, series coupe done. That's a that's what I think. We'll wait and see if that is true. I can't remember if because I don't think there's going to be a new generation two series coupe. I don't know. Anyways, we're talking about CT fours, aren't we? We
1: are talking about CT fours, but I want to talk about CT fives now.
0: Really? Yes. That quick.
1: What we can still talk about. I just want to kind of move to the next vehicle, and then we can compare and contrast them. This, this is this is basic podcast one one,
0: Sam. You okay. got to give me something to work with here. All right, I'll give you something to work with. Let's wow, talk that sounds about. Sounds like a
1: threat. Okay, so the <laughs> CT5 V Blackwing. Remember how we said there was a Blackwing motor that was super badass, but but uh, it's gone completely. What Cadillac has replaced it with is a supercharged 6.2 liter V8. That sounds familiar. It's an engine that we've seen in a a bunch of different forms over the years. But for the CT5V Blackwing, it makes a phenomenal 668 horsepower and 659 pound-feet of torque. That is, Sammy, the most powerful um, Cadillac ever built. Wow. Really? Yes, really. And... It comes with a six-speed manual transmission, just like the CT4V. You can get the 10-speed if you want. If you get the 10-speed, it'll do 60 in 3.7 seconds. But regardless of what transmission you have, Cadillac's saying that this sedan will do over 200 miles an hour.
0: Holy moly! Okay. Uh, The the first thing I think of when I when when somebody mentions 6.2-liter V8 when it's a when it's a GM product, I always refer to the like LT. I think the LT5. Um, which is, you know, you'll, you'll, you recognize that from all of the other 6.2 liter V8s throughout the the GM lineup. And I think about the ZR1 or the ZR1, which was, um, a, a Corvette variant, the top of the line C7 Corvette, which, um, used a supercharged V8. Is this the same thing?
1: Cadillac says that this has a completely different supercharger. The induction system is all new. It's not like the CT4V Blackwing where they 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 evolved it. This is like redesign um, and a redesigned exhaust and a completely different tune. So uh, okay. their they're they wanted to make sure that the vehicle could withstand the heat generated by a track by. A track use that was a problem with past supercharged Cadillacs uh not the second gen but the third gen had a bit of an issue that uh they dealt with rather quickly uh I know that the Corvette had more of an issue because it had a smaller frontal area so it didn't have as much cooling capacity but um they say that it has a 46 percent better air intake flow versus the previous generation CTS-V which had a similar version of the motor so that's it's a lot of power Sammy and this is a heavy car. So, the fact that it can do over 200 miles an hour, I mean, you're kind of in charger Hellcat territory.
0: What I love about the numbers that um, Cadillac has given us the 0 to 60 time for the CT5V Blackwing is 3.7 seconds with the automatic, the 0 to 60 time in the CT4V Blackwing is 3.8 seconds with the automatic. You're telling me that there's a 0.1 second difference between these two vehicles when there's a 50 percent horsepower difference between them two.
1: <laughs> I think we're going to find that the published numbers
0: are perhaps a little conservative. Okay. Um, but uh, what I is think so- they're tra- I think they're traction limited because remember these are rear wheel drive and getting something to hook up like that might not be easy.
1: Well, you know, I, I have to say I'm excited by this car. Because I have a, a, a CTS-V of my own as a V8. I really, really like the third generation CTSV, but the automatic transmission, it's really a no sale for me. It's not what I'm looking for in a sedan. I realize I'm in a tiny minority when I say that, but the fact that a company is building a low production, super high horsepower, six speed sedan, and kind of ignoring the fact that very few people will buy it, that that is a real statement for Cadillac to make.
0: So this is important for me too because the there used to be a car called the ATS, um, and there was an ATS V, which was a really cool car, which and had I this believe, engine, the
1: CT4B Blackwing engine.
0: And again, with 400, this had 464 horsepower back in the day. So this is not this is uh, eight more horsepower. Yes. And you can have that with a manual transmission. So they just did they just remake the ATS V and call it a CT4 V Blackwing?
1: In my opinion, no, because the <laughs> CT4 V, the standard CT4 V that I drove, did not really feel anything like the ATS V. I really, really liked the ATS vs chassis. It was a lot yeah. of fun. I think it was the most fun sports sedan on the market at the time. It was not necessarily as fast as the M3, but it was it was more <laughs> of a blast
0: to drive, uh, especially on a racetrack. Uh, I if they can get that personality back. Then it's a win. We've got a win. This is a like fantastic. That's what we needed, right? And like I can't.
1: And I can't imagine how much fun the CT5 V chassis, which does feel markedly improved compared to the CT4 V, is going to be with so much horsepower and a clutch.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious about. I, I think the clutch is a very more a very important part of this because I think sometimes the transmission was holding back. The true joy from the CT5-V and being in control of the gear shifts yourself with the manual transmission will be a pretty big, uh, a pretty big deal. The braking is another area that uh, Cadillac has gone way overboard. I don't know if that's if that's possible when you have that much horsepower, but I think both of these cars have um, some impressive brakes. Yeah, uh, again,
1: how- I think the biggest brakes ever offered on the Cadillac, which is saying something when you consider this as a company that also builds the Escalade. Uh, but they're they're fourteen point nine six on the CT five four V in the front on the Blackwing, and I think they're fifteen and a half inches on the CT five V Blackwing, which is those are really really big front rotors, um, six piston calipers uh, and four piston at the rear, and you can even get for the first time if you want a carbon ceramic brake package for the CT five V Blackwing. I'm not a big carbon ceramic brake fan because they feel None weird on the, they feel weird on the street uh, when they're not hot. Inconsistent. Yeah, they they grab grab in a weird way. They're loud. They're they're loud and they're very expensive. So uh, this is super
0: expensive when you need to replace – Carbon ceramic brakes, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and, you know, it's
1: it's funny because you don't hear this talked about very much um, when people are talking about new car reviews, but I'm, I'm often at the racetrack, and most people who are often at the racetrack do not use carbon ceramic brakes because they are so expensive and because you're wearing out brakes to the point where the iron brakes perform probably 90% as well or 85% as well, and they're so, so much cheaper. So you can just put on new brakes instead of squeezing more life or more heat resistance out of a, a, a CCB setup. So it's, it's, I think that it's kind of a gimmick. It's something that Cadillac needs to offer to be competitive in terms of option sheet when you're comparing to BMW or Mercedes. But I don't think it's necessarily important for the cars. I mean, I've driven the CTS-Vs on racetracks over and over and over, and I've never thought, wow, this needs more brakes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, the, I think um, the braking feel could have been improved. And one of the things that they're doing is um, allowing for, if I got this right, brake pedal feel to be adjusted through um, the infotainment system. Yes,
1: and they're not being very specific about how that works. Uh, mm-hmm. It's dependent on drive mode. But as to how that plays out, I'll be very curious when I'm driving it. Um, I
0: don't the, think it's the first car to have that um, it's brake, but i I'm assuming it's brake by wire, of course, and that's what allows it for that kind of that kind of uh, customization well
1: you're also speaking of by wire it also has a no lift shift feature, which is the scariest thing you can ever do in any
0: vehicle. It's so That's not hard. the first time GM has done that. If I remember correctly, the Cobalt SS had such a Yeah, feature.
1: well, I mean, they've been offering it for 20 years. Um, it, you, the Camaros have it right now. Corvettes have it. But it's scary. It's, it's really hard to train your body not to lift. <laughs> like You've been yeah. doing it your whole life. And all of a sudden, someone's like, hey, it's okay. You won't blow everything up. But I, I, I guess I have trust issues when it comes to that kind of technology.
0: I'm happy with uh, transmission, and, transmission and rear diff cooling. When you have that much power... Uh, on a manual transmission i cooling is important
1: yeah especially if it's a track car so i think uh, the 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 one one final thing uh a couple of final things actually you're getting a 4.0 version of magnaride which is a great suspension system uh, the the magnetically adaptive suspension, but you're also getting a ton of carbon fiber aero stuff. If you want, Um, they, they spend a lot of time on aero in the cars to make sure that they didn't fly up off the ground when you're going 200 miles an hour, obviously. But, uh, it's, it's finally, I think, um, a a real comprehensive package for both sedans. And it's important to, one of the big complaints I had, obviously this is just personal thing, but I think other people felt the same way. The ATS V was a car that, when you got inside of it, didn't feel special. Right. The the it had the same gauge cluster. It had the same, uh, basically, the entire interior from a standard ATS. And the CTS V at the time did something very different, where it completely remodeled the cabin to remind you that you paid a lot of money and were driving a very fast car. For for Cadillac, this is all tying back to what I was saying about Arrow. This time, both of Cadillac's V Blackwings, the CT4 and the CT5, have a comprehensive makeover inside and out that lets you know that you are you know, you're being treated to an experience that's well above average, and you don't have to necessarily feel like a second class citizen because you bought the CT4 V in Blackwing instead of the five.
0: Yeah, I remember the ATS. V was very much a, it was like a engine package that was the best that was all it was right well, and,
1: and and suspension I mean the car had right, every sorry I he, forgot about that. and and it had you know it looked different on the outside but like once you were inside the car driving you were in every other ATS V
0: and the ATS did not have a fantastic interior no, um, was, to begin it
1: with it was very low rent
0: uh, unfortunately so, uh, one of the funny things I was curious to hear your thoughts on were the electronic limited slip um, differential so. I prefer I usually prefer a mechanical um, limited slip differential but um, I think there are some limitations to that and there's probably a bit more customizability to using an electronic limited slip rear uh, diff and this will have the electronic one and I'm curious to see how that's going to work I mean it's been working out for the competition for so much right I, I
1: but, think it's fine I don't think there's any problems I on, okay. I, I think it's I think it's it, it's a good choice um I you know this has been kind of a this bonus episode it's been kind of an information dump again we really wish we could have worked this into the previous episode but because of embargoes and timing it, it didn't really happen but the 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 kind of final things i wanted to say or just you know um reflect on about these two cars uh is pricing and sammy okay. the the ats, ATS uh, the ct4v blackwing starts at 59,990 and what? The, yeah and the ct5 Blackwing is 85 grand. That is, I think, phenomenal value for a 668 horsepower sedan with a manual transmission. Um, I think that Cadillac's really done a good job of pricing both of these vehicles. Uh, I'm super curious to drive them and see how they feel in the real world and on a racetrack. But I'm legitimately excited about these cars. Uh, I'm kind of fanboying out about the V8. Um, and I, I'm just happy that Cadillac's back in this game. It kind of feels like things were confused for a while. I weren't sure if VU is going to continue to, you know, be a driver oriented thing, or if it was going to be more just tons of power and grip, like we've seen from so many other uh, luxury car companies in this space, but it does look like they're trying to become the, the driver's choice with these manual transmissions.
0: Okay. We need to, I need to put some perspective on that, um, on that pricing okay the ATSV when it came out was nearly $70,000 wait what are you serious yeah and that was
1: many years ago so that would be a lot more money today uh I believe it
0: was something like $68,000 or something like that. so we
1: have a $10,000 discount in today's dollars Mm -hmm. compared to the previous price wow that's that's a pretty big deal the, again, again, the chassis on the ATS V impressed me more than the CT4 V. So, right. you know, we'll see how it works out with Blackwing, but still, that's a pretty big difference.
0: I can't recall the pricing of the um, CTS V back in the day.
1: It was quite expensive. It was it was ninety five. It was similar in price. I
0: want to say eighty five sim- to ninety five. Yeah, like I want that? to say it was yeah, similar okay. in
1: price. So you're getting more power, plus manual option, plus a lot more technology for the same hmm. money. Although it's actually less money because of inflation.
0: Totally. So um, I think without a doubt, we're pretty enthusiastic, enthusiastic about these two vehicles. I can't wait to drive them, uh, and specifically on the track. And Cadillac has already spent a lot of time on the track with these, with these cars, putting them through 12- and 24-hour continuous test tracks, uh, t- testing, which is pretty awesome. Very much like what we do for every podcast episode yes yes of course thanks for spoiling it for the people Uh, now they know how much effort we go through when we test drive our cars
1: so um thanks for listening to this bonus episode uh if you want to get in touch with us and let us know whether we should do more or less bonus episodes when these kind of things crop up you can do that in a bunch of ways uh you can get in touch with us on social media sammy's on twitter where he's at sammy underscore ha like you're laughing i'm on instagram at hunting benjamin or you can email me email me the old fashioned way benjamin at benjamin hunting Dot com if you go to unnamedautomotivepodcast.com there is a contact form there that will accomplish exactly the same thing as emailing me uh so you can do that as well
0: so um thank you for listening and uh hopefully we get the feedback that you want to hear more of these kinds of episodes and we'll we'll deliver i mean I, that, that's what we do right ben that's occasionally what we do <laughs> <laughs> take care everyone and we'll talk to you later cool. bye